It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap off. Hand off Jacobs. Has the first down of the goal. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown Raiders. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz. He is smothered and brought down. Max Crosby came around for the sack. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Snap to car in the shotgun. Back to pass. Climbs the pocket. Eyes downfield. Fires a strike to Devontae the 25. Breaks away 20. 15, 10, 5. Dives. Touchdown Raiders. And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you. Thanks for joining us today as we are close to wrapping up a week here. One more day after this on the flagship of the Silver and Black Raider Nation Radio. We greatly appreciate you listening on the Raiders mobile app as we open up the show today as we're always brought to you by PTs, the best happy hour in town from 5 to 7, midnight to 2. You got Golden Knights home hockey the next couple of nights. Again, on out there, they understand it as good as anybody. They're a proud partner of the Vegas Golden Knights. Go watch hockey at PTs along with the Pro Bowl that's coming up here, the playoffs, and Wild Card Weekend coming up this weekend as we open up the show. So what are we going to talk about until the Raiders start playing again? Well, there's going to be a lot of information here in the offseason. It's our job on the flagship to get it to you on time and with accuracy. And that's the problem in sports radio. There's just not a lot of accuracy. A lot of people are on the radio looking to just fill three hours a day. Imagine having to do four hours a day of radio. I do five, two in the day, three at night. And you got to find things to talk about. This time of year is one of my favorite times of year because it's the NFL playoffs. A year ago, the Raiders were getting ready and preparing to play in Cincinnati against the Bengals. And they had fourth, uh, they had first and goal at the nine with an opportunity to beat the Bengals. Potentially, I thought they were good enough. They were just as good as the Bengals. I really do believe that. The Bengals didn't have a great secondary. Bengals had a better offensive line. Joe Burrow with no experience compared to Derek Carr. Yeah, we'll give Burrow the edge. Josh Jacobs to Joe Mixon, the receivers. This is before Devontae. A little bit of an edge, but Cincinnati was not a great team. And they got to the Super Bowl. They got to the Super Bowl. I didn't think they were better than Buffalo or Kansas City, but they proved that they could turn their franchise around really quickly from two wins to four wins to the Super Bowl. And that should be the blueprint for the Raiders going forward. Now, we spent a lot of time here over the last couple of years, especially with the last regime, on the plan to try to get even with Kansas City. Forget about Kansas City for a minute. We're not going to get even with Kansas City anytime soon. That's going to take a couple more years to get even with them. Not saying you can't beat Kansas City on any given Sunday. The Raiders have proved that or have a 17-point lead on the road like this year. But Cincinnati is more of the model. And Jacksonville, because Jacksonville went from worst to first in their division. They're hosting a playoff game in Jacksonville. They got a better chance of hosting playoff games in Jacksonville than we have right now at Allegiant Stadium because the Raiders' first goal should be the wild card, not not the division. Kansas City is head and shoulders above the Raiders as of today. So the goal for me would be, like last year, just get to the playoffs if you have to be on the road. If you get a home game, that's gravy, but I don't think that's going to happen Let the Raiders follow the model of the Bengals. Two wins, four wins, and then boom, you're in the Super Bowl. And to have a year like that. And they can do that, but they have to have a tremendous offseason. And that offseason is going to hinge on Derek Carr, trade value, and what's going to happen in regards to free agency. 
and what's going to happen with the draft. We all know that, but we really don't have. I'm not doing a, I'm not doing a draft preview every day. I could care. You're not going to hear me break down cornerbacks for the next month, month and a half. No way. I'm going to be talking about the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl. And then if we get breaking news on the Raiders, we're going to pounce on it. And today we got breaking news on the Raiders. And I knew that this show was coming. And alert, alert, sound the sports siren. It's today. So for the next two hours, I want to do a kind of tribute show to Derek Carr. I thought about this today. Actually, my wife knew before me. She got up earlier today. She saw the Derek Carr post. I didn't know it was coming. And Derek Carr went on Instagram and social media to post his goodbye to the silver and black. And as soon as I heard that, I called Bobby, who's producing the show. I said, clear out the guest. We got a couple, but let's clear out the guest and let's go full Derek Carr. Because he hasn't been traded yet and he hasn't been released yet. But Derek put out Raider Nation. It breaks my heart. I didn't get an opportunity to say goodbye in person. We certainly have been on a roller coaster in our nine years together. From the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful and appreciative of the years of support you gave to my family and me. We had our share of both heartbreaking moments and thrilling game-winning drives, and it always felt like you were there next to me. It's especially hard to say goodbye because I can honestly say that I gave you everything I had every single day in season and in the offseason. It certainly wasn't perfect, but I hope that I was able to leave you with more than a few great memories as Raider fans. I want to say thank you to the city of Oakland for taking us in. Thank you to the city of Las Vegas for allowing us proudly to call you home. Thank you to the organization, my teammates, all the coaches, staff, and everyone that helped me these last nine years in those two buildings. Thanks to all of Raider Nation that supported, encouraged, pushed, and uplifted me at different times along the journey. Raider Nation truly is special. I once said that if I'm not a Raider, I would rather be at home, and I meant that. But I never envisioned it ending this way. That fire burning inside me to win a championship still rages. A fire no man can extinguish, only God. So I look forward to a new city and a new team who, no matter the circumstance, will get everything I have. Winning a championship is what I've always wanted and what I will continue to work towards. God bless you all with love. Derek Carr. He put DC4. So that's the statement. It's trending. It's the top story on NFL Network today. Everybody's leading with it all over national radio and the uh, national debate shows, and you'll be hearing this the rest of the week. So we have a job to do today, and we got to do a good job. What we got to do today is do a Derek Carr show, and it's not a funeral. We're not saying goodbye forever. It's once a Raider, always a Raider. You know that because you know Derek Carr better than all these other fan bases around the country. But we should have a day today, and I was not planning on it being today at all until this statement went out from Derek Carr. Now we got to pivot, and we got to do a tribute show to Derek. And it doesn't have to be perfect and buttoned up, and I don't have Derek on the show. He's not coming in as a surprise guest. But I think you can handle this role today, and I want to get your opinions on Derek Carr. And I hope they're super positive. I hope you thank him. I hope you come in and do the right thing and take the high road. I really do hope you do that. And some are going to be critical. As I said, don't make it personal. Do not make it personal against someone else. If you're upset with the owner, you're upset with the coach, you're upset with anybody else, you can make that point, but don't make it personal. Keep it in line to Derek Carr and what Derek Carr was able to do for this franchise in multiple cities. 
And again, this is not a goodbye forever. I have a, fa- a feeling that Derek Carr's path will cross with all of us on radio, at Allegiant Stadium, competing against him in the future, all of that. Banquets, Raider Awards, whatever it's going to be. Whatever they decide to do down the road, Wall of Fame or Ring of Honor, whatever it is, Derek Carr will be a part of it, I would assume. So today, let's try to do that and pivot on it because, again, I, we usually talk to Lee Sterling. We're not having him on today. I thought that, you know, we can each hour, you know, hear from five to ten Raider fans if that's a goal I'd like to set. Fans from the Black Hole all the way to Oakland, nationally, wherever you're listening, and tell us what you think about Derek Carr because I wasn't going to do this show because he's still under contract. There's still technicalities here. And I'm not jumping the gun. I'm not jumping the gun on where he's going to get traded to or if he doesn't get traded and all that. I'm going to wait for that news to come and then do a show after that. But now that he put out that release, I think at a minimum we can thank him and react to it. So what do you think about that? Let's hear from some Raider fans today from the heart. And let's hear what you have to say because I know this is a really raw topic with a lot of Raider Nation. And after putting nine years of his life and career into the Raider organization, Derek Carr deserves more than 20 minutes or one segment on the air. I think he deserves an entire show. And I might do this again a year or two from now under different circumstances. So today's the day, 702-365-9200. I want to hear from some Derek Carr fans. If you're, if you're happy the organization is moving on from him, you think there's an opportunity for an upgrade, you can include that into your call. But I don't want to dive into the negativity about why you don't like Derek. I was looking at some of the responses, which pretty much all of it's positive, which is a good sign. Normally, if you look at some Raider content, wherever you look at it, there's a lot of unique people jumping in, and it's a small percent of cowards and trolls and awful human beings who feel like they have to comment. They feel like they have to comment about a man of faith, a man who is a husband and a father of young children, and they think they have to put something in there about the length of his contract or what he didn't do on third down. These people are truly reprehensible and disturbing. They can't just look at Derek Carr saying goodbye, using faith and God and thanking everyone without commenting. I mean, we live in this unbelievable world now. You don't have to comment on anything. You just look. You know, a lot of times you drive by down the highway, you see a billboard. You don't comment. You just look at the billboard and say, oh, wow, there's a concert this weekend, or this guy's in town, or this gal's in town. You don't have to comment. But everybody on social media thinks that they have to say something, and a lot of people want to do it negative because they're anonymous. Derek Carr dealt with a lot of that. I mean, a lot of that. We all do. I do. Other people deal with it. But never at the level in the history of the Raider organization than that guy. Even Jamarcus Russell was playing for the Raiders long before social media. So Jamarcus Russell didn't have to deal with this. He has to deal with it now if he goes on a podcast or people are reacting. But no player in Raider history has taken on more criticism in my 24 years with the team than Derek Carr because he played the most important position, quarterback. He was a lightning rod. He didn't win a playoff game, but he played, I think at times, above a playoff level at at a Pro Bowl level. You know, almost an MVP level. So Derek had a lot of good years and a lot of great moments. But not everybody wants to see that. And Derek's a man of faith. So he preaches. He's going to speak at his church coming up here. And he speaks of the positive about his life and what's going forward. And now I think Derek's going to go into a really unique chapter with his faith. 
It's going to be about trials and tribulations. Because, look, the guy's got $100-plus million in the bank. Or maybe after taxes, $70, $80 million in the bank. So Mark Davis made him a very rich man. He will never have to worry about money, generational wealth. His kids will never have to worry about money. He's got the money. He's got the success. He's very young. And the next chapter could be much bigger and probably will be very big. And I wish him nothing but the best with that. As long as he's not playing the Raiders in the AFC championship game with an AFC team, you know, I'll be rooting for Derek at a distance for Derek to do well. But I think the positivity that he has, and not all of it was positive. There were days that Derek were grumpy, upset. You saw how many times you see a Derek Carr press conference where you were like, wow, okay, you know, Derek's kind of chippy today. Derek's not a completely in a great mood today, but he usually 99% of the time handled it as good as you can handle it. So that's what I want to do today. I want to handle this the correct way because there's just a lot of garbage going around, man. I mean, again, I'm in this downer moment with social media for a guy like him. And I know it's not a lot. When I, I do these interviews with the head coach, and I think they're good interviews, and he's, he talks about he, he loves his fan base and how they won or lost a game, and I can't even look at it. Some of it I can't even look at. I can't even look at me, and I'm hosting it. And because of the comments, everybody's got to tear people down all the time. And I'm trying to, you know, I got moments on this show where, you know, I, I want the Chargers to lose. It sounds really negative. You know, tearing people down. We built people up in America. Have you watched the news over the last couple of years, every day it's tear down, and it's not even building up. In sports, we tear down our heroes, and then we build them up again, and they look for redemption. We don't have to do that with Derek Carr anymore. Please, not from me, from you, give the guy a break. <laughs> give the guy a break. If you think he was not good enough to lead this team to a Super Bowl, fair analysis. That's probably part of what's going on in the building. They'd like to get someone they believe gives them a better chance and more frequent opportunities to win a championship. That's kind of the whole reason Mayock was here. He told me, Mike Mayock, JT, we're evaluating every position every day. And if we believe we can upgrade the position, we're going to do that. And then they tried with first-round picks. Some worked, some didn't work. Same thing with Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. These aren't their guys. They came from the other side of the country where they had better players and a better football side of the building, not a better organization. Some will say yes, others will get this, but they a much better football, stable scouting department, the way they do business, and that's why the Raiders brought them in because there's been so much turnover with former regimes and scouting and missing on picks. And Mark Davis and a whole bunch of people behind the scenes started interviewing a whole bunch of people that you don't even know about. You don't even know about who was in that building. Everybody they interviewed, and they came across Ziegler and McDaniels, and Mark Davis was sold on their plan, and they didn't have to take the job. They had other places to go, Ziegler and McDaniels, to go look at other jobs and opportunity. They chose this place because they wanted to lead this organization to championships, and it's not going well right out of the gate. They believe their plan is going well because of the way they're building their plan and their model in the building. But other people who sit in the 400 section don't see it because the team only won six games. And we know that. We've been hitting that head on, head on every day. What's going on? How come the practice doesn't work out in execution of the game? We spent the whole year on radio basically on that topic. Undefeated in the preseason, pretty clean, not, not a lot of penalties, 
off to some weird starts, and then all of a sudden, wow, losing all these games with double-digit leads kind of changed everything up. And there was a level of just negativity, trying to fix it all, as these two guys, Ziegler and McDaniels, are trying to figure out the future. And they're pretty focused on doing that, even though the noise is very loud. So then at the end of the year, you find out that they're not going to go with Derek Carr. And we all know why they're not going with Derek Carr. They couldn't afford for Derek to get hurt. If Derek got injured, you had the Jimmy Garoppolo, the Jimmy Garoppolo model with Kyle Shanahan. Jimmy was actually hurt. They couldn't move him. They couldn't get anything for Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jimmy Garoppolo is arguably better than Carr or equal to Carr. He wins more than Derek does. He's got a much better winning percentage than Derek Carr, and stuck with him because no one would offer him a bag of footballs for him. And then finally, oh my God, Trey Lance gets hurt, and they have Jimmy. Well, the Raiders couldn't afford that. They couldn't afford Derek blowing out his knee, serious back injury. They'd have to pick up forty million in guarantees, and then there's no talk of Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Maybe a draft pick. Derek's not going to groom a draft pick. You think Derek's going to come back at $40 million and groom C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young? That's not going to happen. So obviously they wanted to bubble wrap Derek, protect him from playing and getting hurt because they were moving on from Derek. And we all know that. And some people hate it. Some people disagree. Some people love it. I've talked to fans and talked to him and said, this is great. I want to move on from Derek. We gave him nine years. He hasn't won a playoff game. Let's move on and try something else. So the opinions span from all over the globe at every different level of anger, passion, faith, intensity, and all of it. And our job is to keep the conversation going. It really is. Now, I wish I had 10 of these shows to do in the offseason. I only got one. Until the day Derek gets traded, if he gets traded to Indianapolis for a first and a third or second and a fourth, he ends up being a Colt or a New Orleans Saint or a Carolina Panther, or he doesn't agree to that, he has a no-trade clause, and he goes out as a free agent. Those are going to be plenty of shows that we have, probably around the Super Bowl and immediately following the Super Bowl, like right after it, with that three-day window. So as I wrap up the monologue, I just want to give you my opinion on this, and I'll do this next hour also for our new audience. we got people listening at the top of the hour every hour. I think the world of Derek Carr is a human being. I judge people on how I know people. I hope people judge me on how they know me personally. I could care less about everybody else. I really could care less about everybody else. I care about the people I have eye contact with, my family, my friends, my peers, people I know, because anybody can judge anybody else they don't know. And that's what's happened to Derek Carr. Most of the Raider Nation doesn't know him. He didn't do a lot of appearances. He didn't do a lot of radio, didn't do a lot of TV. It was all what you thought of Derek Carr in snippets at the podium and a few little things he did nationally, but I thought he was a pretty private guy. There are some quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers on every week with Pat McAfee. (laughs) Every week. There's other quarterbacks that have radio shows in markets. Tom Brady's 45. He had a local radio show on WEI in Boston. Now he has a podcast that gets massive downloads at the company I work for, SiriusXM, It's called Let's Go. So Tom Brady's got a radio show every week. Derek does not. So Derek's kind of a private guy. And everybody has judged him for his play on the field. You can't judge him as a father. You can't judge him as a husband. You can't judge him as a person because you don't know him. Unless you were one of the few. I only know a few people who know Derek outside the Raider organization. And pretty much all those people will tell you that he's a 10 out of 10. He's a great guy, a great person. 
But man, sometimes you read or listen or listen to the radio and man, people are just torching this guy like he's some bad guy. And there's a lot of bad guys in the world. Derek Carr is not one of them. So as he said in his post, it did not end well. I picked out a few things here. He has a rage to win, a rage to win. And believe me, that's going to be his topic from here on out. He's going to want to beat the Raiders. He's going to want to win if he goes through the Raiders or not. It didn't end the way. It did not end the way he wanted it to end. So that's a fair dig at the organization. There's nothing wrong with that. Derek didn't want to go out not in the building the last two games. That's not the way he ever envisioned going out. So that's going to drive him going forward. And then Derek wanted to win. I think Derek with Devontae here and Waller and Renfro, who weren't here for most of the year, they were injured. And Josh Jacobs, Derek would have liked one more shot. Just like you called in and said, you know, Rich Passaccia deserved one more year. That's a fair analysis. Saying to me, hey, JT, Derek Carr deserved one more year. I don't have an argument with that. But the bosses decided no. No, no. There's not going to be another year. We've evaluated him. And we've evaluated him at a level where we don't think it's good enough. It's good, but it's not good enough. And now you got a really high-stake game of poker going on. Because there's, a, there's young quarterbacks, and you can go get them. All you got to do is spend the money and spend the draft picks to trade up. Anybody will do a deal with the Raiders from 7-1, to 7-2. If Dave Ziegler wants to give up draft equity, I don't think he does. I think Dave really wants to have his own draft from that seventh pick through all those rounds. Then there could be a team that just loves Carr and wants to trade for him, and the Raiders are going to have to you know, buckle up and take the trade because that's all they're going to get. Or they'll just release Derek and wish him well, and the Raiders will save all that money and then have that money going forward to get a quarterback that's better and more expensive, i.e. Aaron Rodgers. You'd have to trade for Aaron Rodgers and pay him more than what Derek gets paid. Or you can get a better quarterback, a much better quarterback than Derek, not even on the same planet in Tom Brady, even at 45, and Brady would probably play for a discount. He's not going to, I don't think the Raiders have to pay him 50 million, 45, 40 million, and Brady would bring in an offensive lineman and maybe someone else, plus his nutritionist and whoever he wants. And I think most Raider fans would be like, wow, that's pretty cool. Or Jared Stidham will compete with someone else and we'll find out that he's better than what we thought, or there'll be a new rookie quarterback in here. And we'll be able to get through that and That's going to be tough because the Raiders can't go backwards and start from scratch with a rookie unless they have a bridge quarterback and blah, blah, blah. That could be Jimmy Garoppolo or a bridge guy that can kind of get that young kid up and ready for a year from now or maybe halfway through the season. So those are all topics that we'll address when the time is right here. But I'm not going to say that this is goodbye to Derek. I'm not making it corny. No tears. I just think today Derek put out a statement saying goodbye to you. He said goodbye to you, the member of the members of the Raider Nation. All you have to do is say, great, thank you. You don't have to criticize. How dare you criticize his goodbye? You've already criticized his play. If you're not a car fan, you've already criticized some of the mistakes that he's made as a quarterback. You don't have to be critical of a grown man's statement and goodbye to a fan base and an organization he loves. I don't think that's necessary. I think it's more of a pat on the back saying, hey, good luck. Thanks for the memories. We really appreciate you. Wish we would have got to where we didn't, but we wish you, your wife, and your kids well. That's how I conduct my life every day because of my parents and my grandparents, and I'm sure Derek's got a great family. He'll do the same thing too. And you can really tell 
you know this. You know that Derek really cares about the Raider fans and the Raider Nation. He does. He does. Again, he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's different. He's different than Mahomes or everybody else, but he's pretty genuine over the years with you, the fans of the Raiders. So that's the show. That's what we're doing. Marvin in Vegas, start us off. Marvin, you're up first. Go ahead. What's happening? Thank you for accepting my call. I just want to say uh, I was very critical of Derek Carr because I knew that he can do better, but I respected everything he did on that field. And he did give us 100% every time he was out there. You know, um, nine years, six, six different coaches, that could be tough on a player. So you are absolutely right. He, he had to carry a whole lot of extra weight on his shoulders. But I think he did a damn good job, and I wish, excuse my language, and I wish mm-hmm. him the best. I really do. D.C. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that call there. Everybody, I think, is going to try to you know, wish Derek the best. You know, I did have someone in our building text me, well, would you wish him the best if he ended up in Denver? Well, I don't think he's going to Denver. Russell Wilson's at Denver. I don't think we, he's not going to go to the Chargers with Justin Herbert or he's not going to Kansas City. So where could he go? He can go to Atlanta. He can go to New Orleans, play in the NFC. He can go to Miami. A lot of buzz on Miami. And now people are trying to fit into Derek's lifestyle where, where they think Derek's going to be happiest. Like anybody would know that, right? I know Derek likes to golf. I know he likes his kids and his family. And I'll talk about that next hour. He's got kids, man. Think about his kids. They're all really young. I think they're all under the age of four or five, if I'm right or wrong. They got to go to new schools. They got to make new friends, start their lives in a different city, most likely. That's tough. That's the human side of this, but it's a business. And he's been paid handsomely, and he will going forward. Jump on in, 702-365-9200, as we talk about Derek Carr exclusively today. Takes the snap, backs it up, fires the end zone, jump ball, touchdown grab, Aguilar. Aguilar's second touchdown catch of the season in the end zone, and a nice grab by Aguilar. And it gives the Raiders at least a life here at the 144 mark. JJ back with you, a lot to get to today. That was the old voice of the Raiders, Brent Musburger, who we wish well. Brent's doing very well. He's had one of the greatest careers in the history of broadcasting. Friends come and go. Uh, Today, Derek Carr put out a big release, a statement to Raider Nation as he's moving forward, and we all know that, and we're going to pay tribute to him today. I spent a lot of time talking about Derek Carr the last couple of days. Last night, I was at Virgin Hotels here in Vegas, went to the great restaurant, One Steak. One Steakhouse there is fantastic. The great J.O.D. at the bar. Uh, My fraternity brother from Knoxville, Tennessee, was in town with SAP at a convention, so we had a great dinner at the bar with J.O.D. He was drinking Johnny Walker Black, my buddy Graham. Woo! Could smell that from where I was sitting. Had a nice night. Reminisced about our college days and walked around the property. And from the servers and the people I talked to and people behind the bar and at the bar, we were talking about Derek Carr. It's a big topic. Everyone's asking opinions on what I think about it. What do I, I say the same thing. Really good player. Better guy. Wish him well. There's not much more to say going forward, but we're going to see the Raiders now. The ball's in the Raiders' court on how they're going to upgrade from Derek Carr because if you're going to get rid of Derek Carr, you got to make a really bold and good decision here 
and we know that's about to happen. And no one's dipping their hand yet on what the Raiders are going to do. I think the first priority is to see the value that they can get. Now listen to this. Ian Rappaport from NFL Network was talking about this most of the morning when he did his TV hits on NFL Network. Today it was about D.C., Okay, yeah, I would say that's that's a good way to sum it up. The Raiders need to gauge the market, see what it is, see how hot Derek Carr's name is. And you know in this league, Andrew, finding a quarterback is the most important thing. There are many, 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 many quarterback needy teams, and there will be more as we get into the offseason. So the Raiders, uh, who seem to be moving on in their minds, not firmly and finally, but moving on in their minds from Derek Carr, need to figure out what is the trade market. And Tom, of course, time is of the essence here. There's a firm deadline here, February 15th. At that point, $40.4 million in salary becomes fully guaranteed for Derek Carr. So that is when a decision point needs to be made. A trade could be difficult, but not impossible. And yes, the Raiders are going to be speaking to teams soon to figure out what is there for Derek Carr. So Ian Rappaport thinks it's possible, but not very probable from what I can tell there. I don't know. I don't. I think that there are going to be teams. See, Derek has a no-trade clause, so if he doesn't like the team, it's not going to matter. The Raiders are going to release him, pay a small hit, and then he's going to go on and be able to pick what he wants, so the Raiders won't have to pay him that money. That money is money they're going to retain to go pay another quarterback or a linebacker or someone in free agency. They're going to need that money, depending on what they do with Josh Jacobs. We talked to Vinny Bonsignor yesterday, Vinny, about the franchise tag. And what could happen? What about the franchise tag for Josh Jacobs? How's that going to look like? These are all really important business decisions when it comes to the financials of the Silver and Black going forward. Bill in Vegas. Bill, you're up next. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, Bill. Hey, listen, you know, Derek Carr is a great guy. Good Christian man. Good family. All that good stuff. But when it comes to sports, brother, he's a mediocre quarterback. And people want to win. The Raider Nation wants to win. You, you really man. think a guy? You think a guy with those stats is mediocre? Where the team was yeah. mediocre and yeah. he was better than not, the team was mediocre, and maybe he was better than the mediocre players that he had at times on the offensive line and sprinkled throughout that defense. You, you, I would give Derek more credit than he was mediocre. He's he's an average quarterback in the NFL. He hasn't won one playoff game right in nine seasons. It doesn't say much for, you know, being a winner. Well, again, I mean, you're putting it all on Derek, so you're comfortable doing that. You're putting it all on him. You know, Max no, Crosby. Ma- no, what about no. Max Crosby? Is, is Max Crosby mediocre? He hasn't won a playoff no, game. Max Crosby's pretty good. Uh, he's a pretty good outside guy. But uh, the Derek Carr, man, has a lot more mistakes than successes, mm-hmm. and, and that's what the bottom line is. And people aren't going to be too sad with him leaving. People want to have a guy come in and control the offense, and he never controlled the offense like a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers type. They never had that in him. He might have wanted to win, but he just never did. I hate to say it because I love the Raiders, but they, they, this is a great move for getting rid of him. Okay. You know, I can't, I can't, you know, you have the right to give your opinion. To say he's mediocre, I think he's better than that. So I'll push back on that all day long. I don't think he's mediocre. I think he's very good. He's a top 10 to 12 quarterback, and maybe now he's from 10 to 15 because of what happened this year and a new system and everything that he's gone through. You know, there's a lot, a lot of blame to go around. All of it shouldn't be on Derek. But I will say this. There are better quarterbacks than Derek Carr, and you're not going to get Josh Allen. He's never going to be available. Joe Burrow is better than Derek, and so is Justin Herbert. 
They will never become available. So now you got to find the next Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Good luck. Good luck. They're not available, so you got to find those kids in college, or you got to trade for them, or you got to find a way to get a veteran who's clearly at the peak of their prime or past it, and you got to take a chance on a veteran and hoping they have a couple more years left, which I think that's the direction they're going in. We'll, we'll try. I don't know if it'll work. We'll try Ron and Henderson on the flagship. Go ahead, Ron. You're up next. Hey there, JT. Um, so I've been a Raider fan since I was 10 years old in the 2000. Uh, since then, I've seen a lot of bad quarterback play. And, uh, you know, I just want to thank D.C. for, you know, giving us some great moments. Uh, that first uh, win in 2014 is right here against Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Battle of the Bay, um, you know, leading us to our first playoff berth in 14 years. I was there in San Diego, and I'll, I'll never forget that. You know, the elation, the pure sure. joy and happiness that I felt. Uh, watching my team that I've loved since I was a kid get finally back to the playoffs after all that time. You know, in D.C., you know, he wasn't perfect. Uh, you know, he, he 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 gave us all, though. You know, he was a Raider quarterback through and through, and I, I just want to say thank you to him. You know, I appreciate all the good times, you know, uh, from winning that first game in Allegiant, I was there too, to winning his, uh, you know, our birth in the playoffs last year. I was there for that. And, uh, you know, I'm just I'm grateful for the times that I was able to spend with my friends and family watching Derek Carr play quarterback. You know, not all good, not all bad, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he was a Raider through and through. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for the memories. I hope we can, you know, move past this and uh, we find uh, our, a winning quarterback to uh, mm-hmm. get us back over the hump and the glory that we deserve as Raider fans and Raider Nation. Uh, Derek, uh, thank you so much, man. I appreciate all you've done. True Raider. You know, well, best well done. Let's get the Raiders. Well done, Ron. Appreciate the call. You, you weren't the Ron I was thinking of. Nice job. A good phone call there on that. You know, my biggest memory of Derek and my kids, my son, my, I got a big son. My oldest son is six foot three, uh, 220, 30 pounds. He's a big kid. Uh, when he was six years old, seven years old. So we're talking nine years. So he's 21 when he was 11 and 12. And he was on the sidelines with Derek. Derek, every year, would take a picture with him. I can chart it. I got about four or five of them over the years from the time my son was a little bit past, you know, up to Derek's armpit to now where he was as big as Derek, taller and bigger. And I got all pictures of that, and one of them's framed in my house. And he's always great about that. I didn't do it much, but every year in Oakland, I'd grab him after warm-ups and say, hey, take a picture with one of my sons who's ever with me, and he'd always do it. And that meant a lot to me. He didn't have to do that. And at training camp, we had, I'll talk about it next hour, training camp. I remember nights or sunsetting in Napa and we'll kiss and the media would bring Derek out with a headset on and we'd sit out and we'd do an interview on my national show if we didn't do it during the day. And he was always generous with his time. And then the year I got a chance to host the Derek Carr show in the Bay Area, the year the Raiders went 12 and four. And every morning on Monday, he joined in at eight in the morning before my show noon and we would tape an interview and he was always on time and always professional and i can't thank him enough for that always a good experience with him uh let's go to paul he's in arizona listening on that great mobile app hello paul hey how you doing jt good, yeah, i've been a fan since 1969 man 55 years i've been rooting for the raiders and when Derek carr was drafted you know, we were all excited we were all hopeful that he was going to be the answer right Instead of all the one-year wonders that we were going through. But you got to know, man, with the Raiders, turmoil always follows us. And we all know that not many quarterbacks have had to deal with all the nonsense that Derek has. And I kind of feel like 
he was one of the more consistent pieces to the team over the years that he was there. All the different head coaches, all the different systems, all the different teammates. Not an excuse necessarily, but man, just I, I couldn't even imagine trying to deal with all those different changes and then still try to bring home wins on a, on a weekly basis, man. I just, yeah. I just can't imagine doing that. Then we have the broken leg, right? I'm watching the game. I could feel the air in the stadium from home mm-hmm. on television leave the entire stadium, right? So we reset from that. We go out and we get Gruden. And then that whole thing goes sideways. But, again, this, this is the Raiders, man. This is just how it is for us sometimes. And in life, people say, well, you know, it's just not meant to be. And I, I, I believe that, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm a man of faith as well. And I think it just was not part of God's plan for D.C. to take us back to greatness. But, you know, greatness isn't always measured by, you know, athletic success and wins and losses. I know that's Amen. what brings the fans, and, and I know that's what brings the paydays and all that stuff, but... Derek, as a family man, as a father, as a leader, as a teammate, he always stood tall, win or lose, and I always appreciated that about him. He never hid from, from the failures that he had, and, you know, there were some, obviously. But after all the support that I've had for Derek over the years, I did kind of feel like this year, especially after he missed Hunter Renfro in that Steelers game, and I was like, wow, maybe it's time, dude. And it was, that was a hard reality for me, but... But all that said, once a Raider, always a Raider. We need to support the organization, support the current staff, the players, and each other. And I just wanted to say this also, JT, man, you're a class act. So is D.C. God bless him and his family and the nation. Go Raiders. Appreciate that call. Just what I thought today. I thought this show would be great today. Not from me, in my opinions, but people chiming in about their relationship, their fandom, what they mean and what Derek Carr means to them. So all of that, we're off to a really good start on this. You want to get through on this anywhere in the country, 702 is our area code in Vegas, 702-365-9200. Derek gave the organization and fan base a reason to believe and have hope during some tough times in the recent history of this franchise. A lot of people should be thankful for how he represented the Raiders and what he gave Raider Nation and how he navigated a very tough time and a lot of change. And I think forever he'll be a Raider legend. He'll be a Raider legend. He's got the touchdown record, the yards record. He's got every record. He'll be a legend, a legend without a ring with the Raiders. And there's, you know, there's, all the legends seem to have rings from the Bolitnikoff, Stabler, Branch, Errata, Plunkett, and Marcus Allen. The greatness of the Raiders seems to be with their championship teams. But there's been some great Raiders who've come to this organization, played in the Super Bowl, but didn't win. Charles Woodson, uh, maybe the greatest of all time when it comes to not having a Raider ring, Tim Brown, right? Tim Brown, I think of him as one of the greatest players of all time. And Derek is in that boat of players. Rich Gannon, you know, Rich lit the torch. And Rich is always really honest about quarterbacks. And Rich has been on the radio Derek's entire career. When he had to scrutinize his play, he would do that. When he'd have to encourage it, he would. And I think when Derek was playing great, Rich would point it out and how important he was to the organization. And Gannon got closer. He won more games and playoff games than Derek Carr. But as I always say on this show, Gannon had much better teams than Derek Carr ever had. Ever had. Gannon's back-to-back years, his Pro Bowl MVPs, but his NFL MVP the trip to the Super Bowl and to the AFC Championship game when he got hurt, when Tony Saragusa fell on him, may he rest in peace, 
night and day what Gannon had in front of him on that offensive line compared to what Derek ever had here. And Derek made it interesting. And I think Derek could have led the team deeper into the playoffs. It didn't happen. And he's going to get an opportunity with another team. We're talking about Derek Card today exclusively for the next hour and 15 minutes. Brought to you by our good friends at Virgin Hotels. Moreau, one of the tight ends off to the right. Carr and the Raiders trying to get back in the thick of things. Quick pass to the left, got a touchdown, Waller. Raiders snap back. JT, back with you. Uh, the passing of Jeff Beck uh, hit very hard, really hard. One of the greatest rock guitar legends of all time, Jeff Beck. Lucky to say I've seen him a few times, maybe two or three times uh, once in Vegas, and just a magician, a brilliant guitar player, definitely a Mount Rushmore guitar player on any list. Jeff Beck, uh, rest in peace as we continue. We're doing a Derek Carr type of tribute show. It's not over. It's not the end of his life, not the end of the world, but Derek put out a post today saying goodbye to the Raider Nation and his thoughts going forward, so we thought today would be the day to do it. Today would be the day to do it. Uh, next hour, Johnny Katz will join us from the Review Journal on what's happening in town. A lot going on. The conventions are back. The convention entertainment is big. And Katz will tell us a couple of things that are happening in the city over the weekend if you're visiting or you plan on coming out here over the next couple of weeks. Good time to be in Vegas. Metallic Black is in Oregon on the Raiders mobile app. Thanks for calling. Go ahead. Yes. Hey, you're welcome, JT. How are you today? Good. Thank you. Um, Appreciate it. Yes. Uh, first off, I want to thank you for dedicating your whole show, two-hour show for, for Derek Carr. I know you're doing an ad-lib show today because of that. Uh, and so is uh, the same one you're doing with the other Raider greats or legendary that passes away or part of the Raider Nation family. So appreciate that. Appreciate you for doing thank you. that. So a uh, couple of things. Uh, let me make this sweet and simple. Uh, so I was... I was uh, I was with the Raider Nation in Seattle when they when they played the Raiders this year. That game was electric. But the first the, the first play that Raider made, uh, Derek Carr made, was an interception. And a lot of these folks that I'm sitting with with the Raider Nation, uh, the chatter was, "There goes the Raider Derek Carr again that we don't want to see." You know that interception. So, but thank goodness we won that game. It was an electric game. The second one I want to point out is that Pittsburgh game. Uh, I thought that interception towards the end, and we had the chance, or Raiders had a chance to win that game. Uh, he overthrew it to Renfro, and I thought that solidified the, the front office or the coaching to uh, let go of Derek Carr, unfortunately. So those are a couple points that I thought mm-hmm. – kind of, you know, uh, made Derek Carr not a Raider no more, although he's not officially out yet. Um, so the only thing I can only say about this, I, I love Derek Carr, and I want to thank number four, uh, once a Raider, always a Raider. The only problem I have is the way how it went down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I know the front office has a great decision to bench him, but he, uh, he didn't have the chance to say goodbye to the fans personally, mm-hmm. like he said especially the last two games of the season. So yeah. 
Yes. Thank you again, J.D., and thank you. Um, hopefully we're, we're going to have a great season next year. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I hope it's a better season. You know, why, why is Derek Carr not here? Because the talent evaluators – are moving in a different direction. They evaluate the talent. It happens in television. It happens in radio. It happens at your job. It happens at all of our jobs. You get evaluated when new bosses come in. Sometimes people, you know, we had an event last night uh, for our boss, a long-time boss here in Vegas, a cigar get-together, about 15, 20 guys early in the evening, and there were people behind this company, Lotus, that we work for, and it was a great night. Cigars and cocktails, and everybody just got together. And had a good time. And they were telling stories about the old days. Well, the guy who was telling the stories about the old days was our boss here for 40 years. And everybody loves him. It's kind of nice when you have the same boss for 20 or 15 or 40 years. Well, a lot of times a new boss comes in. Take it from me. In other jobs that I had where you're doing a great job and the other boss, for whatever reason, wants to go in a different direction. It hurts. You know you deserve that job. You know you should be able to keep that job. But the new bosses come in and they have a different plan. They have a different plan, and I think Raider fans are coming to grips with that even though they don't appreciate it at times. They understand the job of the people that are making the decisions going forward, and, man, it's a tough decision. It's a very difficult decision when you have a player of the quality of Derek Carr and you're moving on from him. Alex is in Rhode Island. Thanks for calling on the other side of the country. Alex, go ahead. Good, Haru. Uh, I always thought Derek Carr is a good quarterback, very good quarterback, um, I don't know why it didn't work out with this regime. And, and many times I think his, maybe his skill set wasn't a fit for what they want. You know, um, I always thought that he played best fast, always played best in the no huddle. Mm-hmm. And obviously this Ron Earhart, Ray Perkins type system, it's, it's not a fit. You know, I don't know. Um, I, I think it's a shame because I always thought that in the many systems he's played here, he always played well in the second year. Mm-hmm. got acclimated to the system. But like you said, these guys these guys have different ideas. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I wish him well. I think if he plays in the right system, he can be really, really good somewhere. Um, and I agree with some of the previous callers, and I understand the idea of the money. But the whole thing, how way it ended, just left a bad taste in my mouth and a lot of people's mouths. Mm-hmm. It just yeah, felt like I agree. it wasn't uh, right. It just yeah, felt well, like it wasn't right. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't right. No, that's not the way a guy leaves a franchise after nine years, but the way they negotiated it, and he's out of the building, and he was out of the building for the last couple of weeks, and they came to agreement on that. I don't know the specifics of that deal with Derek and his agent and the Raider organization on exactly why he wasn't in the building or not. And you're right. That's not perfect. That's very rare. Thanks for the call that it ever ends like that. Very rare. And there's more to that story. And when we know more about it, and I'm sure Derek and his brother are going to talk about that down the road. Good first hour. Appreciate everybody chiming in. We'll reset here at the top of the hour, 702-365-9200. Derek Carr sent a message to the Raider Nation today. And we're breaking it down and talking about his message. Brought to you by Resorts World, home of Doghouse Saloon.